Hey everybody, what's happening? This is Adam Robinson. I'm very excited to be doing this. This is the first episode of Adam Talks Back, which is a little program show podcast thing about my experience with testicular cancer over this past year. Uh, I'm going to assume if you're listening to this, you probably follow my blog or are friends with me in real life or on the internet or whatever, and you are at least familiar with my story. But in the off chance that someone listens to this who has no idea who I am, they typed in testicular cancer <laughs> on uh, Google. I have been there. Uh, I was diagnosed back in September 2022. And at the time of recording, this is November 2023, so I've had a year of this under my belt. I wanted to share some of that, and I thought, what better time to share than during the month of November, or aka Movember, where we grow our mustaches out, <laughs> the guys or ladies, if you can, feel free, um, <laughs> grow your mustaches out too. Um, but we do that to raise awareness and, more importantly, funds for um, cancer research and, and honestly, prevention and awareness. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. I'll do a brief introduction here. If you are not familiar with my story, um, I was diagnosed in September 2022 with uh, stage 2 testicular cancer. I was... 39 years old at the time. I went through a, what's called an orchiectomy literally days after my um, discovery and diagnoses. An orchiectomy is, uh, and this is TMI material, but hey, we're talking about testicles. <laughs> I had a testicle removed. Um, my right testi testicle, I noticed bright and early one morning. Um, and I mean 3 a.m. At the time, my my dog, Finn, uh, was dealing with lymphoma. And um, he was taking medication that made him very thirsty. And uh, I let him out, and I'm thinking, you know what? He's going to the bathroom. Maybe I should, too. So <laughs> I go in the bathroom, and I, I'm using the restroom, and I happen to just kind of glance down. And uh, I noticed something odd, which is one of my testicles was way bigger than the other one. So I, I guess to paint a picture, think of an M&M. And this is not to scale. <laughs> I should be very crystal clear on that. I'm not talking to scale here. Just work with me here. Think about two M&Ms. Normally you got two M&Ms there. <clears throat> well, all of a sudden, you got an M&M, and then on the other side, you got a peanut M&M, sizably bigger. That's what I was dealing with. <laughs> and honestly, that's not a bad comparison, because it literally felt like normal, and looked normal, except it was way bigger. And, you know, I'll, I'll kind of pause my story from there and I'll continue that at a later time because I could go on forever. And you've probably read it. And if you haven't and you're interested, I've written about this ad nauseum in my Substack, which is, again, called Adam Writes Back. 
what I want to talk to you about today is preparedness. So how can you be prepared for testicular cancer? All right, first and foremost, have a primary care physician that you can go to at the drop of a hat. You would be shocked at how many people who are dealing with cancer, uh, testicular cancer specifically, that I've encountered within this past year who don't have a doctor. So I'm part of a a subreddit called Testicular Cancer. Uh, There's a lot of us who are actively going through either treatments or surveillance, and that's what I'm doing is surveillance currently. And we'll talk about hey, these are my test results. What do you guys think? Like, what did you experience? But what we also see in there are people who say, guys, I think I might have testicular cancer. What do you think? And literally every time one of us sees those types of posts, we reply, we think you need to go see your doctor. And if you don't have a doctor, make an appointment right now. There is urgency with this. So when I noticed my lump... I hate to say lump because it wasn't a lump. It was like a coating. So I I noticed something weird. I called my doctor's office. Actually, I sent a message in the the app at 3.30 in the morning. And um, then I called later and I got an appointment. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where I'm like, hey, I think there might be cancer here. Can can I come see you? And they're like, yeah, come on in. Granted, I I will say I'm in a very good position. I, I live near Vanderbilt University here in Nashville. I go to Vanderbilt for everything. My whole family does. We uh, we love Vanderbilt. I understand that's not the norm for most everybody. As you may live in a small town where a doctor's office is hard to get into. Still find a doctor. Find a doctor you can reach out to at any point and get in to see them because my urologist told me, and he said, we do not let the sun set on testicular cancer if we can help it. Of course, in my case, they did have to let the sun set on it because he couldn't squeeze me in that day. But he got me in the very next day. So it's a very quick turnaround. So anyway, backtracking a little bit, these kids on Reddit, and they are kids. Uh, a lot of them are 17, 18 years old, and they feel a lump, and they're scared, and they don't know what to do. And they need us to tell them, hey, go see a doctor. Because um, otherwise, you get in your head. And it's so easy these days to do that. You, you, <laughs> I'm sure all of you are aware of WebMD or just Googling anything. It's always, hey, you got cancer, and you're going to die tomorrow. It, that's always what it says. <laughs> and that's not always true. Now, cancer yeah, certainly can be. Um, but anyway, to go on, um, here's my second piece of advice for make sure you know your options with your insurance. If you don't have insurance, please try to get insurance. Um, and that, that goes for anything like it's not just cancer like you need to go get physicals you need to go get your blood pressure checked especially like as you get a little older you got to do these things it's not fun it's not cool it's annoying but it is necessary because you want to stick around you don't want to go anywhere 
you want to be here for the long haul. Get a primary care doctor. Make sure your insurance is in uh, good order. And uh, the most important thing, do not be scared to ask questions. Here's, here's why I say that. I went and saw my doctor, my primary care physician, and I uh, told him what was going on. He said, let me take a look. So he did, and he was like, okay, uh, don't think it's cancer. Basically, he thought there was a fluid buildup from trauma, uh, which, by the way, I have small children, and their heads are at crotch height, so that is definitely a possibility. They like to run, and they'll slam right into you. So having some trauma in that area is definitely a possibility. So I thought, hey, you know what? Maybe that's true. But uh, I said, you know, my brother had this. I just don't feel comfortable saying it's like nothing and just waiting and see. He's like, totally respect that. Um, and I think with anything like this, we should do an ultrasound regardless. So he sent me to get an ultrasound. Don't be afraid to ask questions is the point I'm trying to get to. Do not be afraid to ask questions because you are your only advocate here. Your doctor is obviously going to try to help you, but your doctor is also trying to help a bunch of people. And you got to prioritize yourself. Going to the doctor costs money. Even if you got insurance, you got a deductible to meet, you got co-pays, you got all this stuff. And I'll be very honest with you, cancer treatments are expensive. Another very important thing, testicular cancer, I'm going to go into some percentages here. There are some percentages that matter and some that don't. But here's the one that definitely matters, testicular cancer survival rate. It's in the 90% area. And I'm talking up to like 97%, I think. If you're stage one, I'm pretty sure you've got a 97% <laughs> survival rate. And I'm talking survival rate. I'm not, I'm not talking long term. Like I'm not saying you get like another 10 years. I'm saying you live a normal life. So keep that in mind. Here's another thing. A majority of men who are um, diagnosed with testicular cancer only have to go through surgery and that's it. You get surgery, they take it out. Especially if you catch it early enough, you're done, son. You're done. You don't have to do anything else. So when I went in and was uh, diagnosed at stage two, you know, they told me you are probably going to have to have um, chemotherapy or surgery. The surgery is called the, um, it's called an RPLND and it's very invasive and, uh, sucks. And I don't really know how else to put it. And, uh, <laughs> they said that's more than likely in your, in your future. However, when they did my orchiectomy and I got their pathology report back, there were masses found, but they, um, seemed to be contained inside of the testicle itself. Uh, there wasn't evidence that it had traveled outside of there. So, um, and I'll get into that at a different time too, because eventually with scans and surveillance and stuff, there became evidence that maybe they did escape a little bit, some cancer, get out and you know make its way into a couple lymph nodes. But 
Like I said, I'll get into that later. Those are the good percentages that you need to be concerned about. There's also lots of percentages that are frustrating. The average age of uh, testicular cancer patients is 30 years old. So at 39 to be diagnosed is a little extreme. I'm what's seen as like an elder <laughs> cancer patient, at least for testicular. Normally, testicular cancer is seen and caught and operated on between the ages of 18 and 33. And uh, like I said, at 39, I was definitely older uh, than the norm. Here's another fun little percentage. The percentage of people who are siblings, brothers, who would uh, both get testicular cancer is a whopping 2%. 2 so the percentages are not always in your favor. Certainly not in my favor. <laughs> so, yeah, don't put a ton of stock into that stuff. You don't really know. Anybody can be the exception to the rule. I don't know. I'm just telling you. What you read on the internet is great for a baseline idea. Maybe not great practically. Certainly not great to obsess over. I really just wanted to make sure that anybody listening to this who thinks they may have testicular cancer, get your ducks in a row, go find a doctor, go see your doctor, make sure your insurance is up to snuff, make sure you have payment plans and options to pay these bills because they are going to come and they will mount up and they will be they will feel very um overwhelming and actually i almost forgot this but this is a very important point make sure your insurance covers your stuff so they're going to try their best and i hate to be that guy because i'm not a conspiracy theorist by any stretch of the imagination but this ain't a conspiracy it's happened to me at least three times now where insurance will say, eh, we're not covering that. And it's something they've already covered. It's something that they should cover, but they'll try to find a way to weasel their way out. <laughs> Make sure that your hospital, doctor's office, wherever you go, can get you in on a payment plan. Because uh, just know, going into it, it's going to be expensive. But, I mean, honestly, what's your health worth? It's worth a lot more than what you're going to spend. If anybody has any questions or anything like that, or comments, or has a story, like if you're dealing with cancer or have dealt with it and you feel inclined to share that, uh, by all means, reach out to me. And you can find all the ways to reach out to me via the blog. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Adam Wade Robinson. That's a, actually the best way to probably reach out to me. I don't really do Facebook as much. I don't do Twitter X uh, really anymore either. So definitely Instagram is the way to reach out to me at Adam Wade Robinson. I would encourage anybody listening to this who thinks they might be dealing with testicular cancer, check out my blog. It's adamwrobinson.substack.com. Uh, I don't write on there all the time. I'll go into 
bursts where I'll just go crazy on there. And it's usually when I'm a little bit manic because scans are coming up or something like that. But uh, thank you to everyone who is downloading this or listening to it or, you know, giving me a time in your life. (laughs) I know right now, um, for me specifically, finding time to do things like this is very difficult. I have three small children. Uh, I'm currently in school as well as I work a full-time job and and I do some extracurricular work as well. And so finding time is difficult, but I do think it's so important. I, I didn't, I didn't know the toll it would take at first when I was diagnosed. I, I didn't know. Um, but it's, it's a mental battle and it's hard and you're probably going to struggle and you're going to break down and that's totally fine. It's one of those things. So we'll get into more of that as the month goes on. Um, I'm assuming I'll do two or three more of these and, you know, we'll see how it goes. If there's some kind of response, maybe we'll keep it going for a bit or if I have more to say. Uh, But for now, thank you for listening to the very first episode of Adam Talks Back. This has been fun. Uh, Anyway, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Talk to you next time.